can, you know, through Aboriginal ways, just reach out to some of our mob. Working with the wider non-Aboriginal community and working with our own community together allows us to start eating. In the past, you know, people know who they are and that type of thing, but there hasn't been something there to bring everything together, to bring people together, and Native Title has done that. I'd like to begin by acknowledging the traditional owners of the land on which this episode was recorded, the Ghana people of the Adelaide Plains, and I pay my respects to Elders past, present and emerging. Welcome back to Aboriginal Way, published by South Australian Native Title Services. Caleb Sweeting here, and on the line is APY Land's Manager of Land Management, Neil Collins. Neil is going to share some positive news about a funding boost for rangers to repopulate the APY lands with the endangered black-footed rock wallaby. Neil, thanks for speaking with Aboriginal Way today. Oh, thanks for having us. Yeah, it is pretty exciting news, so we're really happy about it for uh, the Ananu up here to be able to get out there and get the black flank wallaby back. Yeah, so can you tell us a bit about the funding boost? Where's the money coming from? Yeah, this is coming from the NIAA, the department, uh, the national department, um, working under the, uh, the the prime minister, and uh, the it's the National Indigenous Australian Agency uh, for the NIAA. Sorry about the acronym. Yeah, and that uh, they've given us uh, over eight eight million to uh, keep the project going for another seven years. It's been going for quite a time now um, and there's been some really positive outcomes with the number of uh, wadu which have been uh, raised in a thing in an area called the pinchy, which just means fence, yeah. uh, a fenced area so that predators can't get them. And we've taken out um, over 70 of them uh, in the last year to, to go out and boost the populations uh, in, in the wild. So... Uh, this is going to be helping us do more of this work mm. and uh, employing people, uh, the, the local rangers, to get out and do that work uh, over in the far west, over at Kauka, which is really close to the WA border, yeah. uh, and up in the uh, uh, Pukajir area, uh, Newell, uh, which is more in the central to the east side of uh, APY lands. And then we're also looking down the community down at Mimili, are also yep. looking at some of these animals coming down and repopulating an area where they used to be down there. So this funding is really going to help uh, us be able to do that work and get more ranges up and being in the, the leadership roles to take this on into the future. Yeah, so the Wadu, that's what the black-footed rock wallaby is called, right? Yeah, that's right. Yep, it's a black flank wallaby. I don't know if people have seen... The yellow-footed rock wallaby—it's smaller than oh, that, yeah. but it's uh, it's along the same lines, and gee, they can bound across the rocks. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What well, really I, fast? I was interested in kind of their behaviour and what they eat. So, can you share why they became endangered? Yeah, it's mainly due to the the predators. Um, right, seems to be the the main issue that we've had. I mean, there has also been some long. It's, periods of drought up here which mm. has, has had an impact but the the colonies have become a bit more isolated they're not as linked right across the lands as they they once were um so uh predators can really have an impact and that's mainly cats and foxes mm. um you know they uh for example we 
caught a wild cat some time ago, which was seven seven kilos. So that's Jeez. a big cat now. When that's you look huge. at these waru, they're normally between three and you know a big ones five kilos. So that's three bags of sugar, basically, yeah. it's the size of one of these animals. Or four bags of sugar is about the average. And they're coming across um, cats double the size yeah, of them. Yeah, and uh, one of the things that that happens is that the cats can get the smaller ones and also the joeys, which, you know, may not be so uh, able to move as quickly. Um, so, yeah, do have an, an impact on the population, particularly when you've got drought as well. So they don't tend to want to breed as much during those periods of time because there's just not the food source around. Yeah. Um, the early bush and the and the figs, uh, the wild figs and um, uh, some of the other plants that they eat, there's just not so many of them around. So what they do is tend not to breed as much. And yeah. so any impact that you get from a feral animal um, will be really felt with those populations. But they've been a really important part of the, uh, the story up on the lands here uh, for forever. So yeah. they were very important in, in the food cycle uh, and also as, a, as one of the species that people look to. Mm. So it's quite significant to be raising Absolutely. raising the number of these animals living there. Um, yeah. And yeah. and like you said, Neil, that this program's kind of already been running for a number of years. Can you tell us a bit about if it's it's been successful, or you know, can you can you really see it improving? Yeah, yeah. When um, just for this last week, uh, we've had people out at a place where. Um, we don't really do a lot of predator control and, um, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, they found uh, another five wallabies in the, ten, in the nine traps that they put out. And um, so that was a good indicator of these animals, yeah. are, you know, spreading themselves out and still around. Um, and as I said before, we did uh, release out some of the ones that we've bred uh, that have been bred in the Pinchy area this over the last uh, four or five years. So mm. they're getting more used to uh, how you travel across the rocks. Um, yeah. We've got to get them a bit more used to predators so that they don't think they're a friendly animal. Um, so there's some work that we've got to do there and we'll be building on that in the next seven years. So I think that all of the things that are being developed up, um, the trying to Expand their range so yep. that if you get a major event happening in one place uh, or a fire takes, you know, out a, a, a major food source and food area for one population, you've got another population that you can still uh, keep mm. breeding. They'll keep breeding and then expand out. And they do hop from one place to another. They'll find another area of islands of uh, rocks to go to if if it starts to be too many in one location, they'll look around and they'll find another area close by that they can go to and they'll sure. expand their range. So, yeah, they're pretty adaptable. Yeah. can Would I come across them anywhere else in SA? Um, not so much. No. This is probably the extent of their range yep. up in here. Um, you do get, as I said, the yellow-footed rock wallaby down in the Flinders and the Gaulers, mm. some of those sort of areas is my understanding. Um, they are in the Northern Territory and they uh, seem to be a lot more dominant or 
predominant in the um, in the NT, um, but particularly at this end of their range, um, yeah, they've been under threat, and uh, these programs really help. And we've had some fantastic uh, different groups that have helped with that. Obviously, with the the rangers, and we're looking in this program of employing nine part-time rangers over over that period of time of the next seven years. Uh, and we have people like the South Australian Department of Environment, Water and Natural Resources, uh, the Working on Country Project, the Alan Jarrah-Williarara Landscape Board, mm. uh, zoos, been doing a lot of work in the, in the breeding up, uh, their conservation art program, the University of Adelaide. And we've got some really um, incredible uh, ecologists like uh, Dr John Reed and uh, other volunteers who come and help uh, with the programs as well. So there's a yeah. really good team. They call themselves the, uh, the Australian, Central Australian Water Recovery Team. Yeah. And they work with the APY Water uh, committees and uh, communities to look at how we can keep this animal going into the future. Yeah, no, it's really good to hear that it has that backing and, um, you know, you did touch on the employment opportunities too. Well, you know, can you see this as an opportunity for maybe some young young people that are looking to be rangers or, you know, are you looking to employ anyone else? Yeah, we definitely are. Um, and that's one of the areas, uh, for example, uh, down at Mimili, yep. uh, expanding out the program there. So you've got an Indigenous protected area. Uh, in the Antara Sandy Bore area, which is right next to Mimili. Mm. Um, and this will help in that area, um, bringing more opportunities for people to come into uh, uh, being rangers. And we're definitely looking at, at younger people being involved and um, starting mm. to go down that ranger pathway. Yeah, great. Well... Thank you so much, Neil Collins, for talking today about this new program and funding for the Blackfooted Rock Wallaby. I'm really keen to see how the program goes and wish the Rangers all the best. No worries. Thank you very much for uh, giving us a call. Thank you for listening to Aboriginal Way, a podcast by South Australian Native Title Services. I'm your host, Caleb Sweeting, and as always, I'll catch you next time. Hit the subscribe button to stay up to date with the latest episode of Aboriginal Way, and why not leave a review if you like what you're hearing?